AF eloquence is made in the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Time for a treaty. Welcome to AF Eloquence, the show where we are eloquent AF about all things football. My name is Bart Welch. And my name is Emil Freund. We are back for 2022, Bart. And how good does it feel? Oh, man, it feels so good. We've had to, like, uh, reserve our energy whilst we were catching up on this phone call before starting to record the pod because we started to delve into footy chat and our excitement and we had to, like, ease off and try and hold off till the episode, right? I've been dancing around like there's ants in my pants. Like I got a piss for the last half hour just because of just because how excited I am, not only for the footy but also to be back doing this pod with you. But like I, we haven't talked football properly this year at all. I would say no. we talked a bit around the finals last year and and, and mm. whatnot, of course, but uh, not this year. And, and there's been so damn much going on. There's a lot and, going on. Ah. Oh. I, I, I remarked to you off air in our, you know, very fleeting references to football before we started recording, but I don't think I have been this excited for the start of a season probably since I was a little kid or ever, you know, I just, oh man, I, I am so pumped for next weekend. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Next Wednesday, even better. We get it even early better. in the week. We get a midweek footy game to start things oh. off on a Wednesday. And um, big uh, newsflash, Bart will be down here for it. So uh, we'll be in the flesh getting to see three to four games together across the weekend. What a treat. Yeah. Festival of football. To open things up with a big festival. And we've had many a festival and event cancelled over the past two years. But um, I'm in a grants with you, Mealy. It's... um have been so damn excited for these dates. I've had, I've booked these flights months ago and we've got all our tickets sorted now, which is a whole pain in the ass of a process, but we've got our yeah. tickets got and I'm, I'm with you. I think it's, I can't remember a time when I've been this excited for, for football. It's even in years when we've been, when St Kilda have been a good side or, you know, mm. generally the times when you're excited, when you might be a chance. No, nah, doesn't compare. I think this, this <sighs> is it. I, I cannot wait. Who would have thought two years of it being deprived from us, or nearly two years of being it being deprived of it from us, uh, would 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 you know absence make the heart grow fonder and all that? And oh, you know yeah. what? Like I think there's uh, there's there's a lot. I know that the currency of a preseason is optimism, and and all clubs are shilling that out with a dollar per cream and all that. But I reckon that for every club, there's really good reasons to watch the game this year. And and uh, you know I, I don't. I don't see anyone being like, obviously there's got to be a bottom four, but I don't see anyone being horrible. You know, I think even the wooden spooners of last year, North Melbourne, you know, they've got so much to be excited about that. We're going to go through club by club in just a minute and talk about it. But I think like, man, there's, there's a footy's in a pretty good place right now. hundred percent. You know, it's, it's tight, isn't it? There is, like you say, there's not, not often massive blowouts anymore, or if there are teams are able to rebound the following week and you know, it, it is, getting harder and harder to predict where where things are going to land. Um, the equalization methods of the AFL seem to be working pretty well. Like it's a pretty even comp. And as you say, there's something for every club, even if you might be rebuilding or at a different stage, you might have a new coach if you're down the bottom end or a new number top end talent that's playing 
you know, pretty early on in the season in terms of clubs like Collingwood and North Melbourne and whatnot. Um, yeah, so there's interest in everyone. It's 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 so awesome, and as evident of us, you know, this follow, this round one weekend coming up, we're going we're going to go to. I'm going to four games, so we're going yeah. to, and they are full spectrum of of clubs in different. Um, uh, stages of their development stages, exactly and they're all you know i'm looking forward to the hawthorne north melbourne game on sunday as much as i am the essendon cats game as much as i am for all the games i'm seeing the grand final yeah. rematch on wednesday yeah. Yeah, yeah oh lord now a couple of big stories uh just this today that have kind of come out number one jack press. darling he's, he's uh got he's, it. he's had his jabs i did not think that was going to happen i thought no, me he was going to be dunskies like yep. a couple others um and Sad, sad for him that he was, you know, I think he was going to be done. Sad for West Coast, but mm. he's uh, he's done the thing. So there'll be plenty of trolls online who have their fair say about Jack Darling no succumbing to the the bootlicker that he is. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's good to see because you know they're a better side with him in it, and he that's a lot of it's uh, a lot of moolah to be said. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to know, and we probably never will unless there's uh, you know uh, uh, you know. Um, Documentary into the whole, yeah, right, royal commission right. into the. Well, you know, knowing knowing Western Australia, the People's Republic thereof, wouldn't be surprised if Mark McGowan called a royal commission to see what the go was and, with Jack uh, Darling. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the thing was that got him over the line. Like, obviously, but he he. I think my guess from the outside is that yeah. he he was always hoping that he would get an exemption somehow. Yes. There'd be some sort of loophole because these are people who are pretty privileged. They're yeah, used to getting what bubble. they want. You're used to getting it all working out your own Absolutely. way. You, know, you, you come up through the ranks as a teenager and you, you're the you, best you player. You make at the club. that team. You make yeah. that team. You make the representative squad. Oh, you get drafted. Oh, then you suddenly start playing for an AFL team and, you, and you, you're kicking the goals. You solidify your spot, but you become a premiership player. Yeah. Um, so I reckon there's a certain amount of privilege there that I think would have come into it in terms of expecting something to work out. Um, very interested that it hasn't and and that he has uh, fallen on his needle, so to speak. Because <laughs> um, it's the opposite with Liam Jones, right? Like not, yeah. not everything worked out for him throughout his career. Um, and then no. – yeah, and then pretty pretty early in the piece, like last year, you know, late last year after the season was over, it became clear that he wasn't gonna um, he wasn't gonna get his vax status up to date, and that he was gonna walk away from his big contract, which was about half a mil a year. Yeah, the next couple, so it's pretty big, and he's only a few years big. older than Jack Darling, you know. So you know, yeah. it's like maybe he's a touch closer to the end of the road for his AFL career, but. Given the amount of football he'd played, you would have expected another three three years, I would say, minimum out of absolutely, absolutely. And in the role he's in, like there's right. always there was always a spot for him there. But I don't know. I reckon I reckon some uh, a figure of around seven hundred odd thousand dollars would have been a pretty big incentive per year to uh, for Jack Darling to continue playing for what you know another another four years or so and get nearly yeah. three million dollars. Plus, um, you, you know, you can't be a karate instructor without being vaccinated either. I wouldn't have thought. Um, no, that's right. There's yeah. This is what I, I'm assuming that Jack Darling will do after he finishes. <laughs> I assume so. I've seen him, um, you know, slip some tackles and do a few. There was that one time. Remember he rolled? Yeah, 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 he rolled off his back and sprung up back. and landed on his feet. It was beautiful, like a cat. Beautiful. Like a six foot seven cat. Uh, yep. Um, well, yeah. Good. To, good to see for for Darling, and very good for West Coast because things were starting to look rocky for them, as we'll touch on when we go in deep on the West Coast Eagles. Um, but that absolutely helps their team a lot. Massively, massively. Did it have you recalculating where you reckon they'll absolutely? Wind up? Yeah, yeah. Me too. It really did. I was. I'm mm. putting them down 
pretty bloody far, to be honest, when yeah, they, all these injuries started rolling out and they haven't done well in the COVID era in terms of traveling. And we all remember their, their salty, salty ass tears when they had to, to, um, to play in Queensland for that long. Well, that was the wrong coast, Bart. It was the wrong coast. It was the wrong coast. And, you know, know, they're still struggling with a deluge of water that was, rumour has it, it first started from West Coast Tears all those years ago. Um, (laughs) Maybe maybe it was uh, arranged by Trevor Nisbet and the rest of the team at the West Coast Eagles, the rain bomb in the the southeast Queensland corner of the world, just to make sure they never went back into camp up there. That's the rumor I'm hearing as well. Washed so if you've heard that mail and I'm hearing that mail, that's enough for me to think that it's truth. We've heard that online. We did our own research, which is what we do for this pod, our own research, and uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to label that as fact. Yeah, we uh, we heard it from three different people in Bigfooty, therefore citation <laughs> sourced. Yeah, chuck it in. Chicago uh, referenced via Bigfooty. Now, another bit of news that came out today, which I'm, I'm a big fan of and I know you are too, but is that f- uh, for the first time uh, the club songs will be closed captioned for for um, to, for more inclusivity. Hey. And, you know, it's fantastic. Good on I didn't see well that. I, I, we're yeah. all about inclusivity. Inclusivity. Hmm. Uh, yeah, in all aspects. And I didn't know that. That's really great. Happy days. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, another thing that I wanted to talk about was um, the – now, this. Man, there's so much. Fuck, there's, there's a lot, so isn't much. There's, there's a lot, so man. There's much. so much going on in, in in the world, in football. We've got the W that's that's close to wrapping up. Yeah. That, um, we've and got- it's been a good season. And look, they've been talking about, and one of the big stories coming out of the W this year, uh, and I'm all about it, is they've been talking about switching the season to wintertime. And you just need yeah. to look at the injuries yeah, to man. know that that's a good idea. Yeah. Playing in the heat. I know we've had in a the heat. wet La Nina summer. But, sure. like, the injury, the ACLs are, like, shocking in the AFLW. And the injuries are, like, hardcore. Because they're playing on Rounds hard grounds. <laughs> like, it's that's just a matter of fact. And you still get big fuckheads complaining or whinging and, and, and talking about the standard of players. Like you try and get out there and and off like off a very short run up in terms of a, a you know part time career, get out there and play in the height of summer with one with a with two players less on your team and expect it to be without without a whole history of professionalism. Like yeah, give them uh, give them give, oh, they can they can exist they can coexist with the men's comp. Absolutely, and, and it should, and it'll be a better. It's getting better every year. Like you'd have to be a fool to not recognize that. I'm sure these people, these kind of trolls online that say these things, they're not watching any of the games anyway. They're just trolling no. online, and like That's they've right. got their opinion set from a decade ago or, or yeah, they, multiple yes, decades right. ago. So they have an idea of what they think it is. But you know, if they actually watch some of the games, you would see that there's, there's there's obviously tiers of skills in in both the men's and the women's leagues. But the top tiers in the in the women's leagues are freaking good and oh, it's yeah. very good football a lot of the tears are but it's gotten it's it's as long as it's competitive which it often is it's it it's has good watching and you know what it ha- doesn't have the rolling mall kind of style of of that the men's game has been so blighted by over the past you know almost 10 years now so it, it is in many respects a, a better game to watch because they play a different style and the ball moves quicker there are more one-on-one contests and that's the thing that people have been harking on about harping on about should i say um that needs fixing with the men's game is like oh how do we return to the best footy the, the footy of the 80s and the 90s and whatever like well sure it is a one-on-one game and that's you just need to look to the W to see that that's what they play. Yeah. Now, the, in that vein, 
there have been a couple of little interpretation changes over the over the off season. So uh, I've heard. And, yeah, and 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 uh, demonstrated through the preseason, the Wizard Cup um, competition, the Anset, the Anset <laughs> Medallion, whatever the fuck it was called. Um, <laughs> That I think are pretty interesting. How did you view it? Yeah, a bit of a, a crackdown on dissent, merely. No yeah, crackdown more... on dissent is one of the major ones. Yep. The Chat other one that. is a a little change to the holding the ball. Not change the rule, but a, a, a stricter interpretation of what prior opportunity means. Which yes. I'm yes. a big fan of. Yeah, I think so. I, I remember after watching, you know, there were some games last year where clubs laid dozens of tackles to be rewarded with, you know, a cup, a handful of holding the ball decisions, and when you watch some of them back, they get the the ample opportunity, and they might get. You know, I'm not saying they should bring back the old 360 rule, but there was times where you know, is in where you get spun around. But there was times where people would would have full 720 yeah. <laughs> time to assess, and they're being tackled. And it's like as long as if you're trying to protect the players and protect the head, the only way to really bring them down sometimes is to physically slam them into the deck. And if you're trying yeah, to man. avoid that, then like call holding the ball earlier when they have ample prior opportunity. They play for the Hawks. They're not Tony Hawk. They shouldn't be doing 720s. Yeah, we don't want to see any 900s on the no. on the field. Save that for the half pipe, my dude. Save, save it for your PS5. Now, <laughs> yeah, and look, uh, the things that got me about the last few years and have been a frustration around that rule, I think will be fixed by this uh, little change and that, uh, those are the like when the player does clearly have prior, they get tackled. The ball comes out in the tackle, and they just call it play on. It's like, well, no, 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 no. If he's had prior and the ball's knocked out in the tackle, and it hasn't been disposed of correctly either by hand or foot, that is holding the ball. Yeah, that is, and it and seems like the tackle is a, right. Yeah, it's, it's just one. been a catch-all that's been happening for a while, and I, I'm not, I'm not interested in it. And I, it looks like. That won't be, you know, if the preseason's anything to go and buy, then that will be a nice shift for this year, and it really should change um, change things for the better and push the game further and make it a bit faster and, and um, less of these scrummages that yeah. we've been seeing. And this is Brad and Scott's of course, doing, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's um he's he's also because of, he's got a bit of a profile. Um, I think he's going to be doing a fair bit of media to talk about these changes interpretations and be the person who fronts up for that. And like, that's all you want. Yeah. You want a tough former player to front up to these, these rule changes. If anyone's got gripe, they can try and they can say it to Brad Scott's face. I don't know if you've seen Damien Barrett, but he's a scary man. uh, Oh yeah. I'm glad Uh, that it's Brad Scott rather than me. I tell you that much. Yeah, absolutely. Fear (laughs) purple. Um, Is it, is it a coincidence? Is it a coincidence that we're back and, and uh, sliding doors is back on the same day, Bart? We are the uh, audio version of Sliding Doors. The, <laughs> he, uh, I, I, not to give Damien Barrett too much light on our pod because it is a sacred space for us, but he, I heard something he said the other day. They were chatting about reviewing St Kilda for the season and him and Josh Gadlich, I think his name is the other journalist, yep. were talking about that St Kilda's best player and most valuable player is Paddy Ryder, which I thought was um, – you know, very complimentary of Paddy Ryder, but very <laughs> disrespectful to Jack Steele and to uh-huh. uh, Ron, Ron Marshall, Marshall and to Max King, Max King or Jade Gresham or anyway, yeah. a 34 year old, you know, injury prone guy in the twilight of his career. <laughs> so that was their you know, take. It just shows, it just shows how much out of their ass they're talking, how little it's attention insane. they pay to some clubs and yeah. uh, how, and, and the kind of biased thinking they go in with as in, oh, well, St Kilda can't grow their own homegrown talent. Therefore their best player must have come from another club and was good at another club 
Melbourne. You know, it's, it's bullshit, man. It is they're, they're very so, funny. Yeah. I'm, they I'm also, gonna, of course, they're looking for clicks and views and, you know, I, yeah, oh, I yeah. click on it and I view it and I go, oh, that's silly. And I go to uh, you and talk about it on our podcast. Yeah, that's right. And the cycle continues. It. Yeah, that's right. Well, look. They're wrong in terms of their best player, but he is a very important structural player. He's a great player. player. Yeah, and, and he's and, an you know, incredible tap ruckman. Yep. And what, a, what a, what a, what a career and, and let him play for as long as he's contributing. And, and, you know, if that's the end of this year, which it probably will be, then, then so be it. And what a, what a great... What a great life in footy he's had, and, and we should celebrate him. But you know, best come on. player, yeah, best player yeah. in the team. Come on, maybe in his prime. Sure. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, they said on that, that note, different story. Yeah, shall we launch let's, let's, in? Let's delve in. Oh, yeah, I'm so keen right. to delve. Oh, dude. Oh yeah. So the structure of the pod this week, we're just going to go through uh, team by team and have a little chat about each, um, and then we will give our kind of ladder predictions and individual accolade predictions as well um and we'll, we'll look out for a pod early next week where we'll um give our tips for round one um, but that'll be next week right the crows the adelaide crows um where where are you at with the crows Bart? rumor has it they have all been tearing up the track this preseason whoa whoa the lot of them yep a lot of them. They've had a. Uh, they've got um a young dude. The dude they drafted, Josh Rochelle mm. or Rochelle. However, Rochelle, I think yeah. it's Rochelle. I yeah, think, I think he's so. about um, he's a five or six. Five, their, yeah. Their first round pick, who has mm. thus far been you know living up to the his reputation being a high draft pick. He's like did pretty well in their preseason games. Kicked a few goals. He's one of those strong, you know, explosive, mercurial forward types, which seems to be the the model or the mold for. You know, a damaging player. He has a bit of Indeed. that stringer, degoey, dusty kind of thing about him. I don't, oh, I don't front know. Half, pretty, front pretty... half pressure, explosive. Yeah. Uh, knows his way around the goals. Yeah, he's going to be a big in for them. And I reckon um, a, a, a real good chance for the rising star if we can string a season together. Absolutely. Because he's one of those guys mm. that looks like he's developed a lot already for like a, let's face it, a, a kid still. Um, and we he's also just got don't, a man's board. We also just don't know about – these recent crop of draftees because we just don't have the same sample size and same data as we've had for the last 10 or 15 because of COVID. So we just, you know, there could be some real, uh, real surprises in the pack there, real, real value late in the draft that we just didn't know about because weren't, they weren't able to display it. And that's, there is a little argument that, you know, Horn Francis, for example, got, um, look, he's probably is in the top couple of picks, but um, got a little bit of a, uh, extra boost by by virtue of the fact that he was able to play a full season in the Sandful, whereas a lot of the Victorian boys and and um, weren't able to play out a season. Hundred percent, and same goes for the People's Republic of, of WA. Same thing, yeah. just playing. You've ba- they basically had two normal years of their junior footy and and waffle le- level footy. Um, but you're right; it's uh, there'll be some diamonds in the rough, potentially some mm. late draft picks that are, that are, you know, draft steals. Um, oh yeah. We'll have to find out, but uh, I think he he looks good on the he crows. Looks good. I think um, they're still they're still very much like they're rebuilding, developing. right? They're developing. Yeah. Um, Couple, they, another another season into you know Phil Thor- Tilthorpe and and Butts as well will help. They've got some yeah. really good young players, but they're, yeah. they're going to be a couple of years away from being um, any like in, in any sort of conversations. For I the think so. I think so. Yeah. They got their stalwarts in like you know Rory. Um, Oh, yes, Rory, Rory Laird, who's yeah, big hand, time. I believe. So it might be right. a few weeks or a month, or a couple of months, maybe before he's back. Not sure on the mm. timeline. And Rory Sloan, their captain. Yes, yeah, their captain. still captain. Yep. Who is a great player and a great leader. Um, 
So they're lucky to have him. And then, of course, there's an interesting Jordan story. Dawson. Oh, I can forget about that. Great, Massive. Great trade. Great acquisition for them. Um, Jordan Dawson's the kind of player who, if he'd played in Victoria, would have been a big name. Yeah, because he had a lot of know, talk about him when he played at Sydney. You know, they, he came yeah, high yeah. up in the BNF and um, real shame for Sydney to lose him. I think that's going to affect them. I really do. Losing him and losing George Hewitt, I think, yeah. would be quite quite important for them. Who was another yeah. podium finish in 2020, I believe, for their BNF. Mm. Maybe second or third. Pretty high up there a couple of years ago. So in a team that's like got a pretty stacked midfield, Sydney, with some great yeah. young talent and, of course, like Buddy and whatnot. So, But we're talking about Adelaide here. We are, Jordan Dawson is good and the, the good. Crows are going to really benefit from him. There's also yep. the interesting one of um, big racist Tex Walker Boom! who is, a, yeah, he's on some redemption path. It's I, don't, I didn't think he was going to keep playing. It's pretty it's horrible what he did and what he said. Horrible, and it seems he's got, like he, he's so got to pass that. But oh, he's uh, got to keep playing though, because like you can't exit the game with that. Because no, then he'll right. he'll he'll be forever known as the you know the Kramer of the AFL, the Michael Richardson yeah, good, of the AFL. Yeah, you, good you can't point. be that guy. That's true. But but I hope I fucking hope mm. that he gets knocked out. The Adam Goods treatment. For the rest of his career, yeah, I hope that I hope that everyone boos him. Champion for the rest of his like career. Adam Goods got got that treatment for calling out racism in the stands, right. and then this guy, you know, I don't know. Australia's got some weird shit with its underbelly oh. of racism, so and who knows you wait. what they'll do. If there's half a season mm. of, of, of opposition clubs booing Taylor Walker and every touches mm. the footy, you mm. wait for the AFL media to jump up and start defending oh, yeah. him. Yeah, fucking a hundred percent. You yeah. wait for them to come out and start calling in a way that they never did for, oh, yeah. for um, Adam Goods. Yeah. Meanwhile, Australian of the Year Adam Goods, you know, leaves the game because you know it's, it's oh, for obvious reasons. Cause it's horrific. I couldn't even imagine what that would be like. Yeah. But yeah, that's another interesting storyline. Um, we'll see what happens with him there. Um, yeah. But I, and his, I, his apology was fucking piss. Weak as man. Awful. Yeah. It was weak as, um, I feel bad for Robbie young to have to just be a fucking prop. In he was, Tex yeah. Walker's, you know, crocodile tears apology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's Adelaide. They've got a lot of <laughs> cultural issues going on. They still got that collective mind BS from the past. Oh, yeah. Uh, they definitely need some, some work internally. But on the football Turn, field, turns out collective mind well. are quite litigious as well. <laughs> did you yes. follow any of that in the off season? I did. Yeah. How they you ever suing um suing the Age and, and City Morning Herald for uh for reporting on the camp and, and refuting a lot of that, which for the reporting, Age did have to trot back. But right, okay, for reporting on the stuff that happened. Yeah, I love that. I love when people allegedly, sue. But allegedly, allegedly, come on, let's sorry. They're very litigious, but that's true. What did you just say? Of course. Um, yeah. Well, that's Adelaide, uh, the collective mind crows. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, they Next fly we're as on, one. They do. They fly as one. A collective mind murder of crows. Hmm? Oh, yeah. now we're on to Briz Vegas, the Showtime hey. Lions. One of the f- preseason flag fancies, and for good reasons. They've been there or thereabouts for a few years now. They've got such a good core yeah. of players who are all at the same and right age for them to yeah. be. Going deep. Um, and what the fuck is with their forward line? They've got a crazy good forward line. So good. Cameron, uh, Danaher, Cam Rayner, Nakai Cockatoo. Yeah. And now McStay, who looks like he's going to fill that Eric Hipwood kind of second tall yeah. role really, really nicely until Eric Hipwood's back. And then, you know. And Hipwood's you, probably back. Luxury. It's like August or something. Yeah. He yeah, might be half- back, back very and pointy end of the season, bringing him um, if he's fit and ready to go, which I'm sure he would be. 
they have an incredibly good list, as you say. Oh, yeah. Their midfield is deep. They got a Brownlow medalist midfielder there. They got Who, young mids. They might have the luxury of not having to play in the midfield if, if depending on how the development of other players. Absurd. Goes. Yeah, absurd. And they've got guys like Zach Bailey, who's just going from strength to strength. Who's clutch? That guy's clutch. He kicked a couple of goals yeah. after the siren kind of goals last year, and maybe even another one the year before that. He's not to he's, mention Hugh McClutch. McClutchage. He's yep. good. <laughs> he's shoehorning that one in there. Yeah, yeah. We're all about shoehorning puns into this podcast. <laughs> um, so he's a jet as well. I'm trying to think of their Zorko. Berry. Is it the, yeah, Barry. Both the Berry, Berry both boys, a bunch Berry of boys. berries. Oh, yeah. They've got Zorko, who's, you know, at the point the at the end as well. But he's still mm. the captain and still can play football oh, as yeah. well as, yeah, that, they're so good. And then they've got Harris Andrews, which, you know, in his, in his way, he's like a, a Whoa, fine well, suit. Came back for a from a bad injury last year and was was definitely below his best but with a full preseason under his under his belt uh he's going to be I reckon he's going to be right back up there again yeah um, and Rainer looks like they lost Rainer for the whole season last year cuz mm, that was a preseason ACL mm-hmm. and he he looks like a man now yeah he's yeah. the number one draft pick like let's he's not yeah let's not forget that he was you know Dusty Martin mark 2 in his draft year um, which I know a lot of, you know, there's always these kind of comparisons, which is what we, tough, what we all tough do. Tough on the players, sure. Very tough to live up to that hype, but he looks like he's one of the kind of guy who would do it. And I really like him. He's a humble dude. He seems like a really, he's got a good attitude and he's come back looking like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's massive. Yeah. He's so ripped and yeah. he can play football. So I think they're going to go incredibly deep, maybe even all the way, Emil. If if they don't, then they'll be close. I agree. All right, that's Brisbane. Uh, next, Collingwood, a new Collingwood, perhaps if uh, if you believe the hype. New mm. new president, new ish board, new coaches. Uh, McRae, of course. They've got Brennan Bolton on board and a few others as well. And of course, they get to they get the luxury of that father, that sweet, tasty father son in Dacos. Oh. What a luxury it is. Comes in and plays a preseason game. First proper hit out for the club. Gets the most touches on the ground. Um, has a classy finish and a goal from one day cost to the next. Handballing to, the, to his younger brother and f- sealing the deal with a goal. Uh-huh. Um, that That's awesome. And he, again, a, seems like a great dude as well. He's a Blues yeah, fan, would you He is a Blues. It? He was a Blues supporter. He yep, was. He probably still is at heart, merely. But he's, he's a smart man. He's a very intelligent man, that guy. Um, footy brain, yeah. <laughs> and big footy IQ. Oh yeah. I think that they're, you know, no secret that they're in a they're in a strange transitional spot. Obviously, top down from the board level uh, down, they they've been shuffling. It's like Game of Thrones last year. <laughs> Collingwood was it was it was a lot, a lot of names out. to learn, a lot of the houses, and <laughs> who's <laughs> going to attack who, quarter yeah. the quarter house, and the, um, Jeff Brown. All these stupid names that my brain, for some reason, retains that I don't need. But what I do need is for St Kilda to beat them on next Friday night. I tell you that much. But uh, I, I think there's going to be a bit of pain for Collingwood. I don't think, they, yeah. think they're going to be anywhere near finals. Um, they've got it a rubbish forward line. That's my. That's one of the things I've written down about them as well. Like that's the biggest question mark for sure. Um, I don't see them having. I don't see them being able to kick enough of a score consistently to challenge good teams. Um, I mean, Elliot and Dugowie, if they get a full season out of both of them, that'll help a hell of a lot. But without those two, if, if either one of them or both of them get injured a bunch through the season, which their history suggests they probably will. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, they're going to struggle to kick 
scores. Um, even with big cool guy oh, Mason Cox in the Straight out of Matrix Revelations. Oh, big Mason. MC, MC. I, wow. So funny. I love Amazing. him wearing those. He's, oh, no. He, look, he does look like a Terminator. That's two army <laughs> references in one pod. Um, but he really does. I love that he's been ticked off to wear them. And obviously it's, it's nothing to – they're not performance enhancing. They're so know. he can see because he has he's, damaged retinas from football. Yeah, right. um, but I think you're right, man, on um, <laughs> Terminator, Cox. I think they're going to really struggle in the forward line. Their back line's really solid. They've got Right, some, and like, getting how back will help and more more will be more that how again. Maynard, really yeah. good play. Crisp, really good players. they got a great back line. Their midfield's got a good mix of some youth and some more senior players. Maybe he has a few spots to fill here and there. But also mm. Isaac Quaino is really great off the halfback. Really yeah, solid back yep. line. It gets, it gets progressively weaker through the lines and then That's it finishes right. at the forward line where they really don't have a key target up forward apart from Cox and um, I can't remember his name. He came from Sydney a couple of years ago. Oh, can't remember off the top of my head. Another yeah. tall, tall dude. But they've Darcy got a Cameron. Cap- Darcy Cameron. That's right. So, you know, they have a few. The fact that we couldn't remember his name is probably indicative Not of, a great sign. of where they're at. But Given that you know the house of Kruger and the house of fucking Brown and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to not know one of their main forwards is uh, a bit of an issue. But um, I think they're going to be, they'll, yeah, transitional year, new coach, try yeah, a few I'll, new things out, young players. I wonder about that as well because they haven't done the deep cut of uh, their senior players. They've still got a really large contingent of the of the senior players from the list that was challenging, you know, 2018 and, and under Buckley. Um, you know, they've still got Sidebottom. They've still got Pendlebury. They've still got um, Jeremy Howe. They've still got um, uh, Roughhead as well. Like it's, it's, it's got a, they've got a, I mean, you need a core of seniors, but I wonder given the amount of debutants they had last year, I wonder if we're going to start a little transition where some of those players are playing, you know, 14, 15 games, 16 games rather than, the full season. Um, I just wonder how much it's going to help them to to be putting that many games into old legs because it will keep them competitive-ish. Like you still got a core of those players. You're going to stay in it um, for a lot longer than if you don't. But who does that serve? Like they're they're very much in transition. They're not going to be challenging this year. So yeah, just tough, ba- tough balance, man. That is a hard balance, and I hope and they given, get it wrong. Right, me too. Especially <laughs> given your first game of the year, and you know what. No Kruger, no Lipinski, no Maynard. That'll yeah, help you a lot. It does. In, it offsets uh, some one. of St Kilda's losses that we suffered oh, from in the, we'll, in the preseason. We'll get to that. That's brutal. Yes. Um, now, All too familiar. Who we got next indeed. on that list, Millie? Uh, the old Carlton Blues. The old Dark Navies. Tell me your thoughts, Millie. Dude, I I haven't, even before the preseason game against Melbourne, which was a treat to watch, I was feeling really good about this year and about the blues. Like I think the thing that people and I'm including the club in this forget is that rebuilds take about this long. You know, we, we, we post Mick Malthouse, we started that rebuild and it really, if you look at the way that it goes in most clubs, it really should have taken until this kind of long until we started to um, challenge for finals again. So in terms of where the list is at, I'm real happy with the age profile and, and also with the build of the list. And then those additions, um, both both Hewitt and obviously Chera um, in the off-season, um, but a little bit more courage down back with Lewis Young, which is looking like real smart given that Jones was out. Um, 
But then like playing Williams in position, Saad in position on those half back lines or running off the back of the square kind of type players looking good. Um, and so, man, I'm, I'm – and, and I guess the thing that I'm most excited about is that you've been able to see – a definite shift in style, game plan, and and um, and way that they've been playing under under Voss and, and the new coaching group over these two preseason games. So, yeah, I um, I'm happy. I'm a happy blue supporter at this time of year, um, mm. as I often am. But well, like, that's right. It feels like this year could be. You know, I know we've said this a lot as well. Of course, our time, but yeah. it does feel like you're turning a page and it's a new era. You've got that fresh coach bounce. Really got, feels good. And you know what? Good we've, list. We've, we've had last two years. We've had so many tight games that we've lost in. So we don't need to see a great uh, step forward mm. um, to then think about finals as a as a conversation um we only need to start winning three more of those games four more of those games through the year and then suddenly we're in the eight you know and we were close yeah. in in yeah. many many games in the last two years it's just those That's runs right. of runs of goals against us we were playing a man-on-man defense which no none of the good teams were playing suddenly we're playing a team defense we're playing a zone defense and fuck we look much better for it look much better for it yeah i'm um i'm excited bro i'm very excited bullish. i feel um i, like I feel i feel very keen to see how we go against the Tigers uh, next week. Like it's, it's so it's, nerve-wracking, isn't it? Like coming in oh. with optimism for a season is, yeah. is, is uh, it, yeah, very nerve-wracking because if you if you don't play how you, you want to see your side play, regardless of where you're at, if, you, if you're coming in with some expectation and they don't live up to it, it can be gutting. Obviously, round one is a little bit of a coin toss anyway because no one really knows and it might take a moment to, to work into it. But from Big stage. The, they haven't played in front of this many well, people. Well, this is it. Almost. And there's going to be 80,000, 70-odd thousand people there. No one's been in crowds this large and they haven't played in front of people like that. So some players, some of the young players, barely even played you know, footy yet. They haven't played in front of these kind of crowds. So it's going to be huge. But I think I'm really looking forward to that game. It's... um. I think you guys are in a great position and you've been building towards it. Now having, um, it looks like, as you say, the changes look like they're working really well. You've got a top-notch list. Um, mm. Is Kerno is all good, right, Charlie? He's ready to go. See, that's insane. You've, you haven't had a fresh run of health for a few years. He's, had, always a, had, he's had a full preseason for the first yeah, time. First time, probably, what, ever? Probably since his first, or two, first year yeah. or two at the club. And you've also got a Brown, uh, not Brownlow, Coleman medalist in Harry Mackay there. That's it. Sam and and suddenly, a, a, bit, bit, suddenly right? a bit of forward half pressure as well, the way that they're playing under Voss, getting yeah. the ball a bit deeper and then Owies and Durden, who were the players favoured in the preseason, uh, playing mm. those pressure roles. And that was looking like really dangerous. We were locking the ball into our forward 50, which is, you know, the way that Port have been playing, the way that the top teams have been playing the last few years. And suddenly we were able to do that to Melbourne. You know, it was a preseason game. I know that. Yeah. They um, play hard though. I heard They play hard and they chat. had their starting midfield and we, yeah. we cleaned them up out of the middle. It's awesome. I heard a chat with it was Jake Stringer on something when the the Fox Footy launch or whatever. Junk time. Talking, yeah, it was. It was on Junk Time Pod. That's right. Shout out to Junk Time Pod. Um, I actually watched an AFLW game with Michael Chamberlain a few weeks ago. Actually, oh, good time. I love that. Um, but they, yeah, they interviewed Jake Stringer and they were talking about you know how how much do how hard do the players play in these preseason games? And he was like, oh, mate heart it's it's legit we got 28 guys who are trying to fit into 22 spots and uh people are, are playing for their jobs and their careers so they're not screwing around anymore and as you can tell from you know 
this array of injuries that happened, all these injuries to multiple clubs, like it's because players are going in hard. They're playing for their spots on the list. So I think you can quantify a little bit from these games these days. And you agree, obviously, because you stamped your table, smacked it. the table in agreeance. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think the blue baggers look pretty damn good, Mealy, and I want nothing but success for you and for them. I feel it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the love for the Blues at the moment. And you know what? One last thing before we move on from Carlton. Of course. Is what a great story with Doherty, you know? Ugh. Second, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. terrible news about his cancer coming back late in the season last year and, and him having to go through chemo and, and whatever again. And then, you know, the way that the club uh, got behind him, everyone in the list shaved their head and they raised a bunch of money and all that. But then he's he looks like he will probably play round one. Oh, he got no. 38, 38 touches in the yeah. two. Amazing. In the twos. Like. It, it's it's awesome, and the, the man can play. He's a co- he was a co-captain. He is a co-captain. Was it, was a co-captain. was because it's just Crips. But yeah, a, a captain. <laughs> he's an incredible player All who was dominating for those few years before this interruption with his health. That's the only reason. Was it an ACL? And then hang on, two ACLs in a row, and then got diagnosed with cancer. And this Man. is the second second recurrence. He's what had a, a tough goal. run, and he's a lovely bloke too. 20, so. 27, 28. He's still got a bit of footy left if he can. If he um, can. Um, that if is he wants, if he wants young. to. If his health. Yep. If his he's health young still. Um, one last thing as well, just with room for growth, mm. is obviously the natural growth that occurs with young players in your side. But there's also a couple of like, I guess you could say, underperforming players who have got huge ceilings. Um, and and the three that come to mind is like Zach Fisher, McGovern, yep. and Martin, who are oh, yeah. bloody good players. And be, yeah. if any of them go even close to what they're fully capable of, they all of them could be right up there in the competition. Like I think all of them are good players. And the thing I love about what I've seen from them in the preseason, Gov down back looks looks to fill that role beautifully. Mm, and we haven't row. we haven't needed to play him back there because we've had Liam Jones, who's been one of the best intercepts with Weedering, best intercepts intercepting combinations in in the footy in footy in the last few years. We haven't needed that. But now we don't have Jones. So Gov goes down the back there as the third intercepting tall. And just it looks to it just looks right. Yeah. <laughs> it looks right. And he's attacking the footy. He took like eleven intercept possessions against Melbourne last week. You know, looks great. That's nice. Fisher Govern in the back line. Yeah, man. Who would have thunk? Mm-hmm. Um, who would have fucking thunk? Uh, Fisher looked like he was getting kind of 20 to 30% midfield time and looked great for it. Looked really like a different, different fit. Uh, with our midfield because, you know, you think about Chera, Hewitt, Kennedy and Cripps as our, you know, any, any combination of those four uh, into three for our starting midfield. That's a pretty it's a pretty slow kind of midfield, you know. But Fisher, you bring him into that for 20, 30% of, of um, centre, centre square bounces or you just put him around the footy if he's playing half order on a wing. He's got the pace. He's got the step. He's got the smarts um, that he, he – his ceiling's big. And then – Martin, I think, will benefit greatly by not having to be a marking target um, in the, you know, in the forward fifty. If we've got, if we've got Harry and we've got Charlie and Jack Silvani playing in there, then he can get up a bit higher up the ground, you know, use his aerial skills, but then use his disposal, which Good is use. yeah, excellent. That's so, his thing. Yeah, man. I am um, kicking I'm, into those folks very much. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very yeah, excited. <laughs> I feel you, baby. We're bullish on the blues here at Dave Eloquence. All right. Who we got? S and Don. Ah, the Dons, eh? Big fan of this list, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. They're going in they're going places. They really are. Yeah. I think that um I 
I reckon it'll go one of two ways, a game yeah. of two halves perhaps. I think if, if we're looking optimistically, they continue to grow and they get this development from within the club um, yeah. where they've got a really, really solid list, some really top-end midfielders um, and a back, line, back six that just works well. It's not uh-huh. filled with stars but it, except for like Ridley who's sure. an out-and-out star now. But a couple of guys there who are like Stewart and Laverde who are just solid footy players who – uh, good defenders um but i think that yeah the, the the optimistic side is they'll do well continue to progress and maybe make finals again they go one better and win a final i know that'll shut up all the naysayers that essendon hate to hear so much I can finally destroy the monkey on their back which is right into a fucking sizable gorilla by it's now. a big silverback now with, and it's on the back Heavy. of its back it's got the number of days since they last <laughs> won a final it's got a nu- it's, it, they've had a monkey on the back so long that the monkey in the back has another monkey on its back intergenerational trauma of monkeys <laughs> on the back um and I, yeah so they might shake off that massive gorilla with its children its chimps um <laughs> or they'll do what many clubs do when they have a good rise and they'll drop back down a little yeah. bit and have a little second year, like little dip before. And that's where you buy. That's where you buy stocks in buy Essendon after shonk. the dip, baby. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's that that also could happen. Well, you know, look at Melbourne a couple of years ago, prelim, kind of got shattered over in WA when they lost that prelim and it broke them a bit. And they came third last. Mm-hmm. And then I hope, I'd like to think of this, if we're talking St Kilda's point of view, we made six in 2020, won a final, dipped out the year after and hopefully go back up again. But Essendon well could do that. And if I'm being honest, I kind of think they might do that. I reckon that's where I've got them as well, Bart. Yeah, I reckon okay. Just because um, one of the major factors of their rise last season was those youngsters and they're fucking good picks and good players and I expect them to do good things into the future. But you don't often see, uh, you don't often see kind of linear progression in in young players, it does they you know they come it's in rare. and they make an impact, and you don't you don't necessarily apart from like a Sam Walsh or it's something. It's pretty much Walsh. I was going to say Rao, but injuries got him. There's, it's totally. really Walsh, and I can't think of many others because even in your side, Weedering who came in was jet from the get go. Then had a dip. Had a couple like, of down years. A lot of these top end players, they still will have dips, and it takes a few years to get there. Um, Big time, and you know Essendon will be good because they'll they'll have one of the best midfields in the comp. You know, yeah. you've got Parish McGrath, Stringer. You know, merit like it's a it's a mm. very strong midfield, and you know Sam Draper could take another step. But yes, I just I just think those those uh, their forward lines their weakest uh, weakest line, mm. um, and I don't see uh, I don't see two meter Peter having a forty goal season, which is kind of what they'll need from him, I think, mm. um, for them to really feature in in September. Um, he has improved at a. He's improved, man. He's he's going to be use. he's going to be good, but I just think yeah. I just think he's going to be a bit of a. A Josh Bruce type, like he'll he'll he'll, he'll kick he'll kick a bag every now yep. and again, but and he won't have, he he just won't be as he'll consistent. Disappear. Yeah, I think he, that's yeah, what he's. I'll need two or three done. goals a game from him, and I don't think I'll get it. Yeah, and String is getting towards the end of his career, and Tipper, I hope he's doing all right. He's yeah. has he's been away from the club for a little bit. Um, I don't think we'll see him until mid year. If yeah, it doesn't seem like it. And they've got another dude. I think it's Kane Baldwin. I believe his name is. He's a right. young dude who hasn't debuted yet, but I think he was quite a high end talent in his juniors. Had some injury setbacks. One of those kind of stories. Who maybe rookied in the end or late pick or something. Took a bit of a risk on him, but he's still obviously got a lot of talent and skills. And now he's starting to show, you know, all of the, you know, show that potential. Um, and I think they're they're looking to debut him pretty early on the season. He played against the Saints in the practice game and took did some nice things. Yeah. Nice lead up. I think he's a 
plays mainly forward, but he's not a massive bloke, but a lead up kind of natural footballer and they got some high hopes for him. So yeah, well, like some, I said, it's mm. it's going to be it's it's that they'll need they'll need big seasons out of those young those three young young stars that they've got, and they'll mm. need a full year out of Stringer. And Stringer had a really good second half of his season last year, and Parish had a massive season. Oh, last big! Year. He's stepped up. And yeah, probably will. I reckon Parish is all the all the. There's, there's every reason to believe that he's going to have another big year if they're yep. playing him in position. But I just, I just, I don't know, man. I just worry about their ability to go with, um, go with the, go with the top teams in terms of kicking a score. Yep, I agree with you. Good right, G Funk, the pivot. G Funk, Catters, yeah, the Cats. Meow. Okay, okay, too long. G Fizzle Geelong, is man. my prediction. Oh, yeah, I reckon, do you reckon? Is it finally I reckon, happening? I reckon it's finally time. It's so hard to know with them. It's really hard to know. The amount of times that, that us in the media here Ugh. have said that they're going to fall. Too and, old, too slow. And that just hasn't happened. Like, Because yeah. where did they land last year? They played finals again. Yeah, and they, they got smashed in the prelim against someone. Someone Melbourne. beat them. Melbourne beat them. Oh, Melbourne beat them. Comfortably. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think. Who knows? Um, we don't even care. Say if eloquence, <laughs> way, if accurate, yeah. you motherfucker. We don't care. Yeah. Um, I like Geelong in some some ways. I hate losing to them. We always lose to them, and I I don't know, man. I think they've like Hawkins and and Jeremy Cameron are so good up up front, and they've got some really good players. But all of their really good players, bar a few, are like twenty eight mm. plus. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is they've had a pretty good run with injuries. If they get have some bad injuries to Guthrie, you know, Guthrie or Duncan or Danger goes out or, sure. or one of those two forwards, it's a whole different story. Um, it well, looks you're like, right. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like right. Stengel's going well. That you know, Their recruit, they a lot kicked of four in, in yeah. one of the preseason games that they played. And we'd like to see a redemption story. You know, I'll just a young, young dude who had some troubles, you know, pre 20, you know, which went is over to what Adelaide and fought his way back into the competition, which, you know, it's a great story. It is good. And, man, he's, he's just still like a kid. So, like, right. He's like 21 or 22 or something. So, yeah, of course he might have screwed up when he was 18. So the, the, imp- they'll need improvement. The thing is they'll need improvement on last year. They had a great home and away season. They'll need a bit of improvement for the finals. And, you know, Danger played pretty injured for a lot of last season. So there is – and they didn't have Stewart for the back uh, end of the loss. season. So that's yep. a big, big loss. So there is – there is reason to hope for Cats fans, um, but I just, I just another year into the legs of of Selwood, another year into the legs of of Hawkins, and and I just, I just, I don't know, man. I just, they need, they need um, Cameron to take that number one forward mantle because he hasn't yet, and he hasn't looked like it yet at Geelong. He's he's always been a bit second fiddle to Hawkins. Yeah, and little hammy issues and stuff. When he's on That's fire, it. he looks like the best, one of the best players in the game. And he did yeah. at times last year, but he had and injuries. And- See, look, Siegler should help them as well. Like he's he's oh, an improvement on Reece Stanley. The Hawks. Yeah, yeah, they picked up Jonathan Siegler. Forgot in the about off. that. Yeah. And look, you can never discount them because they play, no. you know, eight or ten games a year down at GMHBA. Yeah, and, and they win most of them. They, they win one of the best records 95% in the conf- of them. in the yeah. last 15 years. They are arguably one of the best teams in the last 20 years, as we've talked about before, with the amount of flags and the amount of finals they play. So They're it is kind of foolish. Yeah, it's foolish to write them off, as much as it was foolish to write the Hawks off under under Clarko in that whole era, you know. You just bite you in the ass if you, if you did. But I hope for, like, the competition's sake that they don't, 
they don't make finals because they've just been there so much. It's nice to see change. So I'm someone's got to make way for for our for the Saints, clubs to get into the agent. It's got to be the uh, the the G the G funk for me. Get out of there, funky cats. Yeah. Here we go. Next, I uh, got the GCS, the Gold Coast Suns. Oh. Now. Ben King just Big re-signed resigning. for another yep. extra couple of years. That's a good uh, move. Very good move. But I I don't know, man. I think it's pretty interesting from his point of view in that he's out all year, right? He's out yep. all year, wants a bit of certainty maybe, so he re-signed. Although it wouldn't have affected his trade value at all because right. everyone knows what he can do. Absolutely. But if the Suns have another down year and don't make finals or you know, choke as they have or fade as they have, is the club going to re-sign Stuart Jew? And if so, if not, I mean, then it's a lot of faith for Ben King to put into the club um, about where it's going to go. Well, even if Stuart Jew is not here, if we have another shit year and I'm not playing, so we're probably going to have another Probably shit will. year, yeah. then that's a lot of faith from them. And I mean, I'm impressed by it, but I just I wonder. It's, I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I guess he's a loyal dude, Ben. And he said from the get-go when he was drafted that he wanted to come and give it his all and do the thing and he's staying true to his word. So mm-hmm. I do like that they resign him as much as, you know, it'd be great to have Ben King with Max at St Kilda and as everyone talks about, and I'm sure Essendon have, have been shown a keen interest in him also would have loved him. Collingwood so, too, I think. Yeah, imagine, imagine. Him, him at one of those two clubs. Massive. Um but yeah, I think that they're they're the same old kind of self, aren't they? They've got such a talented young list. I hope for their sake that they're sticking around. Um, the mm-hmm. coaches play. I hope Roll Raul has a whole season. Absolutely, I'd love to see a full season no injuries. Yeah, and him and Anderson, you know, going toe to toe with each other. Um, Lukosius was playing in the forward line in the preseason yeah, and looked really that. good because he's got one of the nicest kicks in their team. Third um, link up tall, perfect spot for him. Yeah, he's he's solid. I guess they're chucking him there in, in the absence of King. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that you know they'll probably do their usual thing, right? Little sugar hit. They'll they'll be competitive for the first half of the year, and then as the uh, sun sets over through winter, you know oh, they lose that yeah. power, baby. We know how it works, That's right? We've they need seen that, it. They need that grow light on for eighteen hours a day. Turn that light on. Uh-huh. Get that heat. Yeah, I think I, they need some fabric, some fake lights, that's for yeah. sure. I love Tuke Miller. I love that he's been elevated to co-captain of the footy club. Wits back is huge. He's hey, an that's amazing big. player. Yeah. And Chol, he's looking like it could be a very smart pickup for not much Great money. Pick-up. And then, of uh, course, Mac Andrew, right? Yeah, oh, well, that's right. Absolutely. That's right. Got, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a about. lot, isn't there? I really I like their side. I like their coach. I like well, I like everything about them. Um, I, think, I think they get – a bit of a tough run at it because uh, the slippery old conditions uh, on the Gold Coast plus the time slots they end up playing means that they, I don't know, I think it's, it must be a very, very difficult conditions to play in regularly. I think. It's not ideal. I th- they just need to win and just be more, <laughs> they just need to keep just winning need to win. and be more competitive and then they'll, they'll get the prime time slots. But it's bloody hard to do that as we know, to win and be you know, competitive in this competition. Um, but I don't know. I don't think this is the year, but there's hopefully they keep all their players they're building, but it's been a long build. Oh, yeah. All right. Now the Gwiss, uh, the big, big sound. Mm, um, now they're going to need – Yeah, dude. Uh, they're going to need to learn how to play without Green because he's out for the first four weeks. Mm. Um, and it's a good thing for them to do anyway because he's so important to the way – for them, for their winning ways that they're really going to need to um, – Really going to need to figure out how to win without him. Yep. Um, I reckon Canelio 
could well be back. He's looking like it. He's looking Ru- good. Rumor has it. He's rumor been has it. playing really well and doesn't look – I think he had like a niggling foot thing or whatever last yeah. year. I can't remember the specifics. But he was injured and out of form and like dealing with COVID still and the fallout of 2020 and the doco and a lot of yeah. shit on his shoulders. A three-man um, captaincy team, I'm a fan of it for them. I think yep. it'll, it'll work for them. They've picked three good leaders um, and, is you it, know, you can't – Is it Kelly Green and, and Canelio? That's right, yeah. yeah. I think Canelio was cle- clearly the wrong – person to have just as a sole captain yeah, yeah. yeah as the sole captain and but I, like, I like the mix well. that they've got yeah well that's right yeah um i think if mumford comes out of retirement again to ruck <laughs> form, then it's bad news for the <laughs> gws i hope not well bruce is injured i believe bruce got yeah. injured as well which is did a he? shame for their ruck stocks but also yeah. connor stone got injured which is a shame he did a hammy who's a good young player first round draft pick from a few years ago who is was looking to fill um, that position or try and fill the position yeah. that Toby Green is, is leaving. Um, so they've got a few injuries. But expect I a th- big year from Bobby Hill. Oh, yeah, man. He's looking good. And, you know, he uh, hopefully for their sake that he enjoys – I'm sure he does enjoy playing there. It's probably a bit of homesickness again through the COVID era. Hopefully this year it's a little easier to just head home to Victoria. I think he's from Victoria, right? That's where he wanted to go uh, back to. He wants to go back there. I think his partner's from there. So right. they just had a baby, so they want to oh, okay. head back. I think That's a, cousin, he's I a young know. man. He's young got man, a kid. 21, 20, something like that. Yeah. That's a good age to have a kid, I reckon. Yeah. Really good age to have a kid. Um, well, I, yeah, I hope – hope he does looks like he is he's got a heap of talent he was coming into his own late last season and he's continued that rise this year so he's he's electric he's awesome um taranto is looks hey i'm gonna go for my third arnie reference this pod he absolutely could be auditioning for the role of terminator because he's oh, ripped. Yeah. Um, yeah, ripped um tarantino hmm quentin tarantino he's yeah (laughs) he's looking so big it's actually kind of bonkers looking at some of the training vids of that man he looks like he's competing in like some bodybuilding comps but i I think he's gonna play some forward i don't don't like that i get that but i don't like it i don't stepped in the mid though and he can kick goals he knows where to find him yeah but i think just rolling him in there is a kind of you know toby green uh facsimile just doesn't work for me he's just not that same player he's a really good forward but like i, I don't know toby green so like one you know there's one only the one only, there's only one um but there's another t green in the side but not there's another t green yeah well they are you're right they're stacked in the midfield and he's probably more versatile than a lot of their mids but geez, aren't you robbing aren't you robbing peter to pay paul by putting him forward i, I just think he's He's so good around the footy. Just rob, anyway. rob Paul back and give it back to Peter <laughs> later on. I think I, I owe you, Paul. I think, um, yeah, yeah, they're mid, like like crazy, yeah. crazy so, good. Cornelio, so Kelly, Hopper, Green, Green. Ward, yeah. like Lockie yeah. Whitfield, Lockie Ash, who also yeah. is looking really good preseason. I think they're mm. a, a, a dang good side and they still they still have really – they still got a – yeah, solid list. Defend defense is stingy and good, and got some young. They found some real players there. Sam Taylor yeah. is going to be and have a, have a blazer on his back at the end of the mm. year. So he's so good. Um, the weakest line is uh, the forward line, sure. of, kind of obviously, but mm. you know they've managed to make it work. And if all it would take is for you know Hogan Riccardi. or Himmelberg or Riccardi, who's looked good, to have a good season and they're, and they're, they're pretty flexible with those mids, as we said. So they, they'll make it work. I think they there's, can hear a score. 
There's no reason why Hogan can't get back to no reason. Some good form. This guy no was talked about as a once in a generational talent. Yeah. And Won the rising star that. over Paddy Cripps, you know. Yeah, and shown had shown his ability for a long time, and just had a a, a rough run with like family Personal. health, mental health, and and a footy a bubble that kind of can destroy your brain for a little while. And he had to get out of Melbourne, get out of WA. I think when you're at 26, 27, your brain starts to settle on down, and you can kind of focus on what's important and that is for the mean in the you know for this time for him to knuckle down and try to be that footballer that everyone thinks he can be or you know play a full play a full season kick a goal and a half a game perfect you're all good yeah i think they're going to be right up in the mix i think Agreed. optimistically they'll go you know into the finals and and if pessimistically they'll be in the in the log jam but i reckon they're better than that so tough one Agreed. all right next we got the hawks they're building nicely. Uh, yep. Very unknown quantity under what it's going to be like under Sam Mitchell. Yes. Um, on that, it'll be really nice for them when they get another million bucks to spend in their footy department next year, um, given they're still paying Clarko for all of this season. Um, what a, uh, Clarko's like <laughs> the Ocean's Eleven or whatever the yeah. Ocean's music should should play whenever Clarko walks around <laughs> just because he's robbed them of all this money. <laughs> or Green Onions. Wily old Clarko. Yeah, he knows what's up. Yeah, 100%. It's a, it's a real free all the way hit. to the bank. It's a real free hit for the Hawks this year. Yeah, agreed. They've they've had, yeah, I, th- I think the, I think there's going to be a fair amount of pain, but I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter if you come last, like no. which I reckon they probs will, or they'll yeah. be bottom for, you know, who, who who knows? Maybe they won't be, but I reckon they'll be pretty pretty far down there. There's a, it's not a very enviable list. If we're looking at two clubs. That are down that that end, North Melbourne and Hawthorne. I'm taking North's North list every, every day, day. They have so much better young players, and yeah. Hawthorne have got some good ones. You know, Will Day, who's I think still struggling with a bit of injury. We don't know much sure. about Denver Granger Barras, who's a top no. five six. War, pick. Was it Ward? Ward Josh who, Ward looks yeah, really had, good. Yeah, Came he in. He's a Hawks fan too, which is nice. Good story mm, for him. Um, nice. And he played really well in the preseason game. He's going to debut early. Going to be a great player. Um, but you know, there's there's a there's still some like list gloggy players, in my opinion. Um, kind of just by virtue of the fact that they were competing for so long, so they well, didn't exactly. Get draft picks. The and then they out. traded out their draft picks for players because they tried yeah. to extend and it. Like this is what happens. It's what Clarko. happens. And last year they they shopped them around, and uh, you know, oh, well, they they asked people, you know, anyone fuss. interested in Wingard, anyone interested in Bruce, and they yeah, but to only stay. for two round, only for two first round picks. Yeah, like, it's not happening around, anymore. No. And you know, Jaeger's still a great player. So is Mitchell, but um. They've they've got a few spots they need to fill, and I I don't think they're going to do too much this year. But as you say, it's a free hit, and this is how the the game goes. You have ups and downs, and they had a hell of a lot of time up. No, they had a three peat not long ago. That's still a lot, got, and they've still got four games a year down in Lonnie where they're they're, they're good there, and they'll still win games. And I'm very intrigued by what Sam Mitchell will do. Um, yeah, me and too. there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of players I like there, but I think it's um there'll be it'll be a hard season for the Hawks. It will. All right. Um, now the Melbourne Demons. What do we need to say about them? They would be very good. Very, very good. They've barely lost any pieces. Just a couple of spiritual leaders in in Jones and Jetta. Um, somehow we're right in the mix in the conversation for Chera. (laughs) Just couldn't get him because they didn't have the trade bait for him. I didn't know that. Wouldn't give up Luke Jackson. Yeah, that was that was the well. Fair enough. Why give him up? Why would you? He's a Um, very valuable player. Added Dunstan for a bit of midfield depth. Um, He's great they're for depth, they're yeah, stacked. They are um, so solid. And they've got do, players, yeah. They is there going to be a hangover is the only question. Nah. 
No, nah, I don't think so. They don't seem like the kind of team. They're hungry as. They're still keen. I've heard them talk. Um, I haven't watched that little doco that apparently aired yeah, the other day, but I've heard Petrarca good. talk and Gorn talk, and they're keen to go again. It's it's. Um, the, and why the would reason, you not? The reason they're not going to have a hangover, in my opinion, is because they didn't get that home. They didn't get to play at the G and win yeah. the granny at the G. It's, no. it's they, Yeah, they won a grand final at night. In the West, mm. but yeah, they got to celebrate and have a beer totally with, with the coach, great, no doubt. Yeah, a couple of beers, a <laughs> couple little, of little beers. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think that there's, there's going to be that they'll want to do it at home in front of their fans. I'm and with you, hundred thousand at the MCG. They're big time. They're big yeah. time. Um, yeah, they're funny. Uh, one of the things about, I reckon they got three. They got, they've clearly got three players who could all mount very legitimate arguments for winning the Brownlow, but because of those three players, n- n- none of them will win yeah. the Brownlow this year. And like, that is a great position to oh. be in, in as a club. You've got such top-end talent that then you're not going to win the Brownlow because they're too bloody good and they're oh. sharing it around. Oh, no, we got three top ten players of the comp. Yeah, winner. yeah, three top ten, and that is it. That is tr- they truly do. Mm. Petrarca, Clayton Oliver and Gorn. Just mm-hmm. ridiculous. And there's plenty of others who are right up there. And know, competition for spots everywhere. Yep, every every line. Uh, premiership player Ben Brown. Ben Melbourne Brown. Demons premiership player Ben Brown. Who'd have thought? Maybe. Very happy. Discarded. Cut from his previous club. I know. Unbelievable. Yep. But there you go. He's got a medal around his neck. And um, was an invaluable piece for them. Well done. Yep. Good job, Smart Tom. Recruiting. But they'll be good again and power to them. Yeah, all power to them. They deserve it. North. <sighs> Optimistic for North. I think Very. they're going to, as we alluded to, love their young list. Heap of great midfielders who are 21 and under, like some real top-end players. They've obviously Should got check. the uh, Dangerfield-esque Jason Horn francis Horny for Horn francis Big-time horn bag. Oh, yeah. um, and he looks awesome. He's going to play round one. He's done some great things in the preseason. Barring but, injuries, he'll play all season. He's he's yeah. gonna, he's 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 just what they need. And that young midfield, that on ball brigade, brigade, young on ball brigade is that's a, yeah, looking so fearsome, so good. Because you've got yeah. guys like Luke Davies, Uniac, like yeah. you that you don't really think of, or Will Phillips, who actually somewhere he's got uh, glandular, which is hopefully he? is not for a long time, which can be a real pain in the ass. But Ooh, hopefully, a not. kissing disease potentially. Has he been kissing? I don't know. We'll have to find mm. out from our man on the ground, Rolly Lambeth at Arden Street. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe it's Rolly. I don't know. He's a big fan. Big um, but, yeah, I, who? Um, what's his name? Dry oh. Simkin. Simkin. Thank you. Simkin. Like Simkin and Tar- Taron Thomas yeah. are so good. And they've, got, they've, they've just – they kind of have done a bit of a linear thing, to be honest. They've just kept mm. on getting better and better. Simkin's a future captain. Yep. Um, I think they've got a, a great team. For, um, old mate Larky, Larky. in the forward line. Yep. Kicked a bag, fit forty odd goals last year. Um, yep. Looking good. Zerhas still young. Ben McKay to um, anchor their anchor their defence, and then they've got a yes. couple other pieces there. I think Callum Coleman Jones is a smart addition good pick to them as well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And and then three three um, excellent ruckmen. One in Goldstein, who's yeah, um, who we know what he can do, and he's only he's not going to be much worse uh, for another year. He's mm. ruck and play on until they're thirty five, thirty six. Huge often if they're that good. Yeah, and he has been that good for a very long time. Then they've he got has. Cherry and um and the other guy, but uh yeah. they're they're going to be they're going to have they're going to have some really good passages of play this year. They're going to be exciting, fucking great yeah. football. I just think that they're not going to. 
pull it pull it together for four quarters. Yeah, still um, young. That consistently. It's yeah. it's like this year's another years, year progression. To look real good. Eggs, hundred percent. Next next year, oof, it'll be great. But it'll be exciting for for Roos fans this year. Really exciting. Really With their first ever number one pick. Yeah, isn't that Horny. isn't that saying something? Horny for Horn. Yeah, we love him. All right, uh, Port Adelaide. Will they mm. get better? Because they were embarrassed in the uh, in the prelim last year. Ah, I'd be a bit sad. I'd down. be sad. That is a bad loss losing in your at your home ground uh, in a prelim. It, it was a really, really bad loss. Yeah, had a Brownlow medalist in there. They got Ollie Wines. They got they're big. They're big men. They got big bodies and they hit hard and they can really bully some sides. But every now and then they just show that they they're their Achilles heel. They didn't, yeah. They're just beatable. Um, I don't know if they're going to be better. I feel like they're going to still be good, but I don't know sure. how do they how do they get better. Like, well, they've what? added Finlayson uh, and they've added Trent Dumont. So well, I don't see either of those add, players doing have, massive things. Two players that yeah, were struggling for games at, right. at, at GWS and at and, North, respectively. And what Finlayson plays and therefore Todd Marshall doesn't play. Why wouldn't you want Todd Marshall? To yeah, play? you'd He's rather Marshall. Young player. Absolutely, or you'd rather Georgiades playing, who's got a lot of. A big ceiling. He's he's yeah. he's probably somewhere. That's room for improvement for the team via Georgiades. That's one one person. One th- one thing that they can do that will make that that might make them better than they were last year is if if Dersma's butter and Dersma butters and Rosie yes. are ready to move into the midfield as as some two out of three of them say as more full time midfielders. Then there there could be some improvement there. Like a midfield. Good point. With some of them yeah, in it, and and Ollie Wines, that looks pretty good to me. That's right. No, you're right. They they do have there is room for improvement via those players and a few others, but it's so hard to go deep. And they had a real chance there, and they and they didn't do it. And I don't know Charlie Dixon, even though he's a big menace and he can be so so potent up there, and he's on. And when they're beat, like when that game seems unstoppable. Played, two they played two games against us last year. Where they just torched us because we had the whole one on one defense, and it, it, they just. Every, yeah, every they, time. And they get a hold every of you. Time. When he gets a hold of you, it's it's pretty unstoppable. He's like that, uh, what's his name, that character, the uh, Terminator. He's like ah, him. Number four. <laughs> um, Unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to be up there, but I don't know if they're going to be up there because Ailey, I am yeah. winning the whole thing. Agreed, agreed. All right. Richmond Tigers. Very interesting. Very interesting. It is. Are you the in year the, of the Tiger? I it might is. Twenty twenty two. Lunar New Year. The yeah. Year of the Tiger. Are you in that camp, Bart, or are you in the like? Oh no, they're they're, they're I th- I think I sit in the middle, which is a okay. big fence sitting position, sure. and I Each often take Bart. that. <laughs> yeah. Each way, Bart. That's what I'm gonna. Call Each way, you. Bart, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Little hair, little hair. Um, if I had to pick a side, which I do. Because this is what we do here. I would. I'm not in the camp that they're going to go all the way again and do it again. I just. I don't think so. I think yep. another year on all these these bods, these these older bods. Um, don't get me wrong. Right? It's the same coach. It's much of the same list, and they got some some still of the younger depth. players. Still, still got, got depth. They still have Dusty in, in a, looking apparently very good and playing good football. Rewalt surely must be close to the end. Yeah, but then they've got Bolter who's been playing the forward line. Very and if, good. If they get a full if they get the luxury of playing Bolter the full time as a forward next year, mm. this year, that's pretty that's great news for them. Yeah, true. Well here's the thing though, right? In their premiership era, they I think they had I think it was like Rance, Rewalt and Dusty and yeah. Cochin had had missed a combined Stop. five sure. games over sure. like three years. So barely missed a game. Like that was that was it. And then last year all it really took was like Dusty to be injured. 
And then yep. it Koch got apart. injured too. Koch and yeah. injured. They started having injuries. Presti got injured. Uh, like they're they damn good for patches. Yeah. These are these are good players. Like they're, they're a really good, good side. And when they're on, they are pretty unstoppable. And no yeah. disrespect to them because they're freaking good. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to be right at the pointy end, and everything has yeah. to go right. And I don't know if it will. Um, I think is the hunger there after winning three flags? They win three, two, three. They won three. Won yeah, three. They could have won bloody four. Could have won four. I reckon they will win the fourth. I reckon it's. I reckon it's. I reckon this year they're going to be right up there. Oh, you I think, do. I think. Yeah. I think they are. I think they are top four bound. Yeah. Right. If if Martin is actually back and Cochin plays at least twenty games, then I reckon they're going to play top four. And the nice. reason I do is 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 because they're not relying on the same players and structure that's worked for them in the past. They're not afraid to experiment and to shuffle the deck a bit and, and move things around and, and, um, and, and uh, change the way that they play based on, you know, retirements or injuries or form or whatever. So, you know, they're playing, they've got the luxury of playing, like I said, Bolter in the forward line for a lot of the year because they've got Robbie Tarrant in who's going to, who's an excellent defender. And, mm. and, and if he wasn't playing at North, he would have been in, in, more people's uh, conscious over the past 10 years because he's been a premier defender. Yeah. Um, and Baker, George Baker selection up in the front, uh, in the front half. He lo- he's, he, he's oh, played Liam midfield. Baker. Yeah, 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 Liam Baker. He's played yeah. midfield. He's played half back. He's played forward and he's looked excellent in all spots. So if you've, got the, so good. if you've got the luxury of that, if Shai Bolton takes the next step in terms of playing uh, nearly like 60, 70% midfield time and he's owning a spot there, man, I – uh, there's not many. There's not a lot of weakness across that team, um, and I think they're going to be they'll be disappointed about missing out on finals next year. So the hunger, I reckon, is going to be there. Yeah, geez, I'm worried, Mealy. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, dude. No, no. I'd, <laughs> yeah, you I'd, I'd love for them to fall out again, <laughs> but I just I don't think we've seen the last of this uh, this this Tigers this dynasty. Team. Yep. Next up. Staint Kilda. Oh, baby. Oh. Saving the best for nearly last. Huh? Nearly last. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what your feel is on, on the Saints, Millie, before I tell you mine. Well, I first first things first. I'm I, I looked through the injury list before doing this little uh this little this little session. Um and it's a dude, that's a brutal injury list to go into round one with. Uh Billings, Hunter Clark, uh Zach Jones. Canterbury's going to be out. I think Geary's going to be out. Ryder's going to be out. And Caulfield too. Yeah, like, Caulfield in ACL. That's, that's it, dude. That is a tough, tough it's not great, is it? list to go into the first game of the round, the first game of the season with. So yeah. the thing, the thing that I think about the Saints is if they can string together, say three, three wins, three losses out of their first six games, and then they start to get those players back, mm. then I see them playing finals. If they can't manage to cover those losses early days in the season then it might be a, might be a bit too much for them to to come back from i agree you know i think i think that's it man i, I think that um it's so annoying being a club where you just know as a supporter and you know as a diehard fan of the game that like we're the kind of club where if we lose the first couple of games if we lose against collingwood when we should win and we lose against frio in round two over there which that's not an easy feat but if we lose a couple of those and we're looking shaky it's over mm. like that's what happens with our club i've called mm. it and it seems dramatic in the past when i'm like look we, we, if we lose this game we got this game this game then we got a hard run we're out and I've, that happened last year and as it unfolded i'm like look mate where this is it for us we're not going to 
play finals. And I can call that two or three weeks into a 20-odd week season. There Um, are many teams that I've seen that uh, get – massive swings in momentum greater than the Saints. You know, they get it's incredible. They get on runs. They get on runs. Yeah. And similarly it's, they get on kind of losing runs too. Absolutely. And, it's all you know, between the ears with for the Saints. I think I think three clubs that are really similar in our mentality mm-hmm. and stuff. Unfortunately we got two fans of them right here. It's yeah. the Blues, the yeah. Saints and the Dons. All yeah. of those sides, it's a lot of it's <laughs> mental for them. And if and if the feeling's good at the club and they're winning, they're getting that winning feeling all of those three clubs can can beat anyone. Confidence conversely maybe. can yeah. lose to any any side and can lose by massive margins. We lost yeah. by hundred points last year, which hasn't mm. happened. That was our biggest loss at Marvel Stadium ever. Wow! Since back in the day, since against it was just a, a mere no, tel- against uh, against the doggies. They That's just had right, one of those. It was like the, we were like the Washington Generals, man, and they were the Globe Trotters, and yeah. we were getting stooged. It was like the one ga- I saw two games last year, and it was against the two we sides who played the grand final. Oh. Yeah, remember that? What Owie. a great time! That was the only two we saw. I came down in, in little lockdown interims and yeah, saw yeah. us lose to the D's. And at the time, I was like, "Bad loss by twenty odd points," which in the end wasn't actually that bad. Mm-hmm. And then a genuine bad loss, the worst loss that we had in a while, which was a hundred points to to the doggies. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think that those injuries have been. It's all looking a little. Too familiar. Last year was mm. the same. It's a shocking run all year with injuries, and we were dog shit when we didn't have you know um, Ryder and Marshall in as our rucks. We were playing Sample Ruckman and just getting absolutely owned, and it was it was yeah. shocking. But there was effort issues and yeah. a whole lot of stuff which we've and talked about before. But let's not underestimate how good it'll be, how important it can be for your squad to have Gresh back as well. Like, Man, and he's and, an important player. For oh, he's so good, and he looks. He's very important. He does bring that class and X factor that we lack sometimes. He's uh, he looks very good this preseason. I hope he makes it through all right and he's you know avoids injury. Another player that's not as talked about as much, but who was very good in twenty twenty is Ben Patton, who's a sm- mm. very athletic, strong, medium slash yeah. small small defender who yeah. kept players like Eddie Betts in that season and Charlie Cameron to zeros and ones. We're talking z- nothing but zeros and ones all year. I don't think anyone kicked more than binary, two Binary, baby. On. It's yeah. all about the binary with Ben Patton. Um, but, yeah, he, he's back. Broke his leg last year from a tackle That's from right. Roughhead, rough, um, unfortunately, and was out the whole season. So he's back in, which kind of offsets a little co- bit of Nick Caulfield's um, loss because he was better than Caulfield was in, in that year. Even though Caulfield was a top 10 finish, I think Patton – I don't know if he finished that high, but he was very, very useful when he was in the side. So, I think for us, merely it's going to be, it's going to be that thing. We've got a pretty easy, so to speak, first five rounds. It starts getting difficult at round six when we play GWS when Toby Green is back for that game. Mm. And in, in saying the easy in inverted commas, it's still got sides like um, Richmond in there, who if they're mm. coming out and they're looking like a juggernaut, it's not an easy game. It does have Freo away. And Freo look, you know, there's some tough games there. And, of course, if we lose, as we say, to bloody Collingwood in the first game, could be already looking shaky. So yeah. I, I'm not sure. The optimist in me thinks we're underrated and people just think we're kind of shit and they don't they don't really know our list that well, you know, uh, and, and think, look, maybe this was our dip, 2020, sixth place, played well, should have won more games, could have been top four. We mm. lost some bad games that year. Mm. But the pessimist in me sees what people think to Kilda and agrees as well and understands that, you know, if it doesn't go well early on, it could be a real shaky time and Rats is out of contra- contract. Yeah. You know. If they, look, if, they get, if they get their speed game going um, mm. and and like I said, they can get some of the momentum and then start to reintroduce those players, they're going to they're gonna 
be right up there. They're going to be very hard to beat. And they once they swarm, when yeah. you see that St Kilda swarm, they're fucking ferocious. And we got Maxi. We got the one true king up front, That's man. Right. Like that guy is a beast, and we know it. And he's looked like he's progressed even more. He's got his kicking right from pasting the moustache going on. Beautiful moustache. He's huge. Mm-hmm. He can take a mark. He if he keeps going, he'll he'll win a Coleman in the next few years. And yeah, there's a lot of upside for us, but it's 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 hard to pick. It's it hard is to hard, pick. hard to hard to pick indeed. All right. I'm going to go with the optimism. Good top four. Hey, that's baby. how it should. That's how it feels at this point of the season. <laughs> that's right. All right, uh, Swannies, Sydney. Um, now, oh, that, another good young team. Another good young team who have built very nicely and rebuilt very nicely. Um, you know, it could be they lost by a point uh, to get against GWS to get into a prelim, I think, last year. It was really yeah. t- really tough beat, really bad beat for them. Um, there's bound to be some improvement, I would have thought, although they have lost some important players in the, in the guts. So oh, it's a tough one, to, tough one to pick for the Swans. Yeah, I, I mean, they are. It's a really hard one. I think if I, I'm going to say that they're going to do the little dipperoo like the Dons did. They played finals, which was great for them. But, you know, another year on Buddy, losing Dawson, as we said, and Hewitt for depth, midfield depth. They've got plenty of young Jets. But like we've said, do those Campbell, does Errol Goulden and Braden Campbell, do they have a little second-year blues? Like, um, you know, is, is Mills still struggling with that injury? Like Heaney, out and out Jet. Totally. And we'll play more midfield. Love lots, that. Lots of quality players. Like, don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I feel like they might suffer from that, um, from a little dip this year. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like they were overachieving a lot last year, which yeah. the young sides do. You know, the sugar hit and they get, they rise up a bit. But I don't know. I guess Teams I was also work them out a little bit. You know, you do well, yeah, get a that's bit right. surprised and, and whatnot. Seems to be what happened to us last year. Everyone knew how St Kilda, the run and gun play, and they can know, learn how to stop it and then take away that weapon and that's it. And so if people, you know, if people do that to the Swans this year, they could they could suffer a similar fate. But old Longmire is a, a bloody good coach, as it turns yeah. out. So we'll see what they bring. But they'll be around it. They'll always be competitive. That The blood spirit, um, you know, keeps them competitive. But I don't think they're going to go... Super far. Agreed. And great, a great story with, uh, with Paddy McCartan. Love that. Great like, story. Second bite of it. Um, punched yeah. a guy in the twos, nastily got out for a Didn't bunch like of time. That. Didn't yeah. like that at all. But I'm happy for him that he's, he can take his frustration out on the field in, in, a, in a football way. That's right. Punch the footy. Way. Spoil right. the footy. Punch it from behind. Perfect. Bang. Yes. Um, Knock it over. And I think he's going he's gonna to be – He's gonna be good for the American, and, and uh, I'm, I'm, I think it's already a win. The fact that he's won another contract and he's gonna play some AFL footy again—that's a big, big win from. I where agree, he came from. man. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm really happy for him. Ghost ones. Yeah. All right. West Coast or West Toast, bud? Oh, I reckon they're toast, baby. Uh, the, all those injuries are adding up. If they didn't, if they had a clean bill of health, you can say this for any club, right? If you have bad injuries, sure. most of the time your season's bad, and they have <laughs> a heap of injuries right now. The Darling thing really helps. Their age profile suggests that they're not that the injury is going to keep coming through the season too. Well, that's you know? right. They're soft in- tissue. A lot of them are soft tissue injuries. The well documented extra travel that they have to do. They hate it. Difficult thing. Yeah, they yeah. don't like it. The red eye, not for them. Oh, owls. You know why Owie. it's called the red eye? Because of all the crying <laughs> on the East Coast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Darling back will help a lot, but they will. It, it will. It will. And, you know, Willie Brioli's back, which we love that as well. Love that. Um, yeah, they've got some really great players for sure, but those injuries are adding up. And they'll be good over there in the West. They normally are. They're good at Optus, but they're not great 
most other places. And I don't so think I GMH, think yeah, I didn't know they got towelled at GMH prepared by Sydney. That's right. Yeah, they got rolled year. by like a hundred or so, or yeah. like a big yeah. loss. I think that um they're a little smoky for the wooden spoon, to be honest. Mm. Like really far. It's a bit of a big mm. call, but like love that. Yeah. I don't know I, if they will, but like they I don't think they're gonna go deep. I think the home ground advantage thing is is enough that I yeah. think it's gonna enough they're wins. gonna be a little, little higher than that. But uh, I am with you. They're they're not playing finals, I don't reckon. Um although Darling B Mac will help a lot. Yeah. Um, they, now yeah. while we're while we're in uh, the lovely city of Perth, which has been very hard to get into oh, the last little yes. while, let's let's slip into a little Frio talk because we, hey, we way to I go. missed uh, I missed them after Essendon by mistake. Um, <laughs> I was trying to go, go through yeah, my brain. I was like, uh, hey, we? yeah, it's it's the it's the Fremantle, the, the St Kilda of the West, very the forgettable. West. It is uh, well, it's it's appropriate. Um, mm, it is. I, I I don't know. Um, people are pretty bullish about them, and I I would not be surprised if they took a big step this year. Um, just the, again, age profile of the, of the team, good young players, all that. But I don't know, man. Um, it relies on a lot of factors that we're not sure about, like Tabana, yeah. like yeah. um, like someone like um, oh, what's his name? That Lob? Uh, Rory Lobb. No. Yeah, Rory Lobb having okay. good seasons, and it, they're going to have to cover Chera as well. And yep. they, they do keep have, losing you know, they good got, mids. They got yeah. Brayshaw. They got Brayshaw, and they got um, the other one. What's his name? Ah, uh, Caleb Sarong. Uh, yeah, so wrong. And, you know, they're excellent players. They're but, really uh, good. Still young. Will Fife play a full season? Will he be back to his best? The talk is good early, but who fucking keeps knows? Keeps getting shoulder injuries. In, in, you know, generally speaking, unless you're Silk Burgoyne, you don't, you don't go the other way. You keep on getting injuries and, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of how – that's how your career often closes out. I, I think that they're going to be around the log jam. Um, it's really hard to know um, where they'll land. Losing chair yeah. is pretty big. Um, yeah. Walters is – I'm not sure what he's looking like preseason. He's a jet of a player, but he's also getting getting on a bit. Hard That's to right. pick, really hard to pick. I don't think they'll play finals. I reckon they'll probably come 10th or 9th. Like they'll be right it's, around there. It's bad news for Freo fans, I reckon, if they're playing Walters and Fife uh, through the guts of it through most of the season. I think if you can – if you've got the luxury because of – you know, young players coming on uh, like Sarong and like Brayshaw in the midfield that you get to play Walters forward, great result, great result for them. Um, but if it's if it's still Mundy, if it's still um, Fife, and if it's still Walters who are you relying on most week to, most weeks to get you get you through the game in them in the midfield, then yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, good luck to you, Freo. I don't know. Don't know where we don't know where you're at. We yeah, forgot we, about you. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and last but not least, certainly not least, it's the West End Bullfrogs. Oh, um, very, very good season last year. Coming unstuck in the last last qu- thirty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, That's all it when, takes. When we saw probably I don't know one, one of the best one of the displays best. I've ever seen. Yeah, from that. That's Melbourne what it team. took to beat them. So that's, that's right. saying something. Yeah. They, they'll be thereabouts. They'll, be, they'll there. be there or thereabouts. They'll be right um, up there. And it doesn't matter where they are in the finals. As long as they make it to finals, they're one of the know. sides that can do, you know, they can go deep. Momentum um, is big for them. Yeah, it um, really is. My questions about Bulldogs are, can they kick enough goals uh, with only Norton as their, as their tall target up there? Well, um, they've got Jamara as well. In yeah, the they wings. do, but they haven't been playing bloke. him. Yeah, he's a young um, guy. Yeah, I think Steph Martin's never been more important to that squad in terms mm. of freeing up English to play, you know, fifty to sixty percent of the time up forward because he's he look he's a good forward. Tim English can play forward. Uh, he's not like one of those resting ruckmen who are a bit you know a bit bit clunky up there and a bit 
cumbersome. No, he's very skillful. Punish. He's very skillful and can and, and can be can keep a couple of goals a game, um, and a very handy pickup with Sam Darcy in the off season. But but again, big, big men take time. That's um, so true, Millie. Wow. Yeah. So I don't um, know. I don't yeah. know, but I um but midfield, I reckon midfield is at the wazoo. Top, yeah, at the wazoo. Excuse for me, they're top four, but uh, I wonder until they get um Brucey boy back. I wonder if they if if it's too much to be putting on the shoulders of uh, of young Aaron Norton. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're very good in the face of adversity, so we'll have to see how that goes. But I agree with you. I reckon they'll be right there. They'll definitely play finals. And if they didn't, that would be a real miss for them because they're in a, a good window. All right. Let's go through our hey, – uh, yeah. we've, we've made it to the end. Now we get to do – Well done, our, anyone um, who's still an hour 22 deep. I know you will be because it's your favourite pod and it's back. But, yeah, shall we run quickly through our, uh, you know, our, our top – well, a ladder. Let's do the ladder. I don't have let's, all the. I've only got top eight. I haven't gone right, right, right. deeper than that. Because well, who then, cares uh, after that? Eh? That's true. Let's go. Let's go with the top eight. Starting with eight. But where did you? Who did you have for eight spot? Okay, there's a few here that I'm like, I just don't know. You know, there's a few always every year. There's a few that miss every out. Year. There's a few that miss out. But I've got the cats just creeping in, nearly sneaking in, just that, sneaking in. That Cardinia Park advantage is well, that's right. Get them there. It's hard, bunch of hard games. to argue with. I yeah. got Saints uh, coming in the eighth spot. Hey, um, there's most Saints. I mean, they could go higher. They could very well go higher. But um, yeah, and they could very well just go given lower. Given the injuries, I just I, I think they're going to scrape in. But uh, yeah. All right, seventh spot. Who have you got? I've got the Saints in seventh. Ah, very good. I, I completely agree with you. We yeah. easily could be seventeenth, but we could also be fourth. I got the Blues coming in at seventh spot. Back to finals after since first time since twenty thirteen or something. It's about time, Millie, and it's I agree with time. you. And I've put your blue baggers in sixth spot. Oh. On my Gee, that'd be nice. Home yep. final. Gee, that'd be tasty. Um, I got the Giants coming in at sixth spot on the ladder. Um, Very nice. And for fifth, I've got the power. They're going to be they're going to be good again, but it's not going to be good enough to get them to the top four because it's it's tied at the top of the ladder. It's hard to make it in there. Um, I've got the Gwis, the GWS, at oh, yeah. fifth spot, just falling outside that top four. Um, yeah, it's tough up there, Amelia. It's hard to it's hard to put them all up here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, top four we're up to now. Top four, Love double that. chance, double bite of the cherry. It's Ooh. the West, Western Bulldogs for me uh, in fourth spot. Fantastic. I've got those, those aforementioned Port Powers Ooh. in fourth. They might just sneak in there with the home ground advantage in Adelaide, yeah. um, which they can be beaten at, as we know from the prelim last year. But I've got the Port, port Power at fourth. All right, all right. Prison bars for four. Yeah. Uh, in third spot, I got the Brisbane Lions. Uh, I reckon. Yeah, I love them too, and I reckon they're gonna. They could. You know, they could easily top the ladder. But yep. um, just I haven't seen enough that I'm rock solid on them. Like the first two teams I've got on my on my yep. ladder. Nice. Well, I say at third spot, Bulldogs bite and Bulldogs bark, and they also come third sometimes. They do do their very best. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Yeah, got them come third merely, up in the top four. It doesn't really matter, as we said, where they come in the top eight. But Let's not forget how good a season they had in the home and away last year. Incredibly good. Them and Melbourne, neck and neck the whole time. Yep. Uh, In number two, I've got the Tigers barnstorming back into the top four and taking a second spot on the ladder. Nice, dude. I've got the those uh, Brisbane Lions coming in second place. 
because I've actually, you know, Richmond, I wrote next to Richmond, I don't know. And they're, don't know. they're, they're my, my little fall down the bottom, Logjam. Sydney, Sydney, Essendon, laps years, maybe dip years maybe. and Richmond, I don't know. They're those, they're the, the close misses that I just am unsure about. Yeah. The honorable mention to Richmond. Honorable you. mention. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm hoping uh, it's more wishful thinking than anything. That means I think we've both got the D's in top spot. And how could you argue with that? Yep, you can't. You got to give it to them. It's I know it's not very original to you know not think that they'll you know to not name another side to take them out. But credit why would credit is due, but <laughs> that's what we always say. That's it. Uh, so we got the D's coming on the top and both of our ladder. Which is might I say is that exactly the same? Except re- I've got um, small cats and you've got big cats. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, we've got the same makeup, but um, everything else except for that. That's right. You yep. still got Geelong, the G Funk in there. So we both have picked Sydney and Essendon, who made it in last year's Fallout. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yes, we did. We did. I like indeed. the way you think. I got to say, the, it's the young player dip. It's real. That's oh, it's right. Real. We know it. We've watched enough footy. We've seen our clubs have that. <laughs> it's, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So wooden spoons. Wooden spoons. I have. It's a battle of two birds, mate, okay, and it's okay. it's going to be a hawk or an eagle. Ooh, but if I had that. to pick one, it's a hawk. I, I hope it's hawk. the eagle. Oh, I'd God, love it to be. So I nice. would much prefer that for my Hawthorne friends. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer the eagles to lose, but I think the hawks will be close to it, man. Yeah, I got reckon? the hawks. I got the hawks on the bottom as well. All right. Um, I think there's. I I was looking through it, and it was either them or obviously Collingwood North or Adelaide are still in the equation, but. Between those four teams, I think mm. the Hawks have the weakest list, so i got to go with that. I do too. And I they know. don't have wily old Clarkson to, to well, that's right. spring a game or two out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah that's it. Okay, individual accolades. We've got yep. three. We've got the Coleman, we've got the Brownlow, we've got the Rising Star, Bart. What would yep. you like to start with? Let's go the Coleman. Right on. Yeah. Um, my pick for the Coleman this year is Max King. Hey, I think he's I like he's ready. He's he's Harry Mackay 2.0, but better. He's he's the, he's you know what fourth Terminator fifth Terminator reference for the podcast. <laughs> it's like in Terminator Two when he comes back and he's they've got the T two. You know the Terminator that doesn't yeah. that blows apart and then comes back together again. That's Max. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Harry will be old Arnie, he's a slightly shitter Arnie. You know, and he's <sighs> still going to be good, but I reckon Max is all that in a bag of potato chips, mate. Oh, I'm ready to sit down and eat potato chips and watch him destroy. Um, that's awesome, Millie. I, I really hope that comes true. And either the optimist or the buyer side of me thinks that that will happen, but there's a part of me that thinks a little old man named Jezza Cameroon down, down Geelong way, who if he gets it all together and has a clean run of injuries and takes that number one man to it Geelong, as you said, I reckon he, he just is so damn accurate. When he's on, he just hits... It just doesn't miss very much, and that's all it really takes to to win games and to kick goals is to just be accurate. He's very accurate, so that's a fair point. I think if he has a good run, he'll be very close to the Coleman. But Maxie's in my brackets as one of the other options. He'll be if he if we get gets it together and if we play all right, he'll be right up there because he kicked right. a bag last year. And what's your low down for the Brown Lobart? Well, this one I'm going a bit more biased. I reckon Jackie Steele's a, a very good chance. I thought about Jackie Steele for yeah, the Yeah, there's a few yeah. there. I keep on thinking Bont's going to win it and he's just been kind of – he was two bad games off winning it last year, I think. He just had a slight dip at the end. He looked like a shoe-in. He's still an absolute jet and I love the way he plays. I think he is a better player still like Bont than Jack Steele than kind of any player. But Jack Steele just keeps getting better and better. Very consistent, isn't he? He's just, and that's the thing. And he polls votes because the Brownlow isn't always about the best player, right? It's the best midfielder who in a team that's winning. So if we win more games and he he polls votes. So 
Last year, he stormed home with the most amount of votes out of anyone in the last 10 rounds. If he yeah. does has runs like that again, he's right up there. We play the our fixture in the first five rounds is the easiest fixture for midfielders in the AFL. So he's got the easiest fixture versus, you know, a bunch of mids. If we come out and we're four and one after that start, which I'm, you know, not so sure about now with the injuries, but if we do have a good start, good momentum, Jack Steele will poll votes. Love that. I do have Bont taking it away this year. Finally, I think it's time. Uh, Yeah. I think, you know, we've seen you, we've seen him get, we've seen him get good. We've seen him stay good. And I think he, it would have hurt last year, man. It would have hurt last year to lose a granny in the Such way that they did. And then he's a, he's a proud man. Yeah. He's a proud man. Um, you know, and that being said, though, with uh, did you, did, slight diversion, but did you hear anything about the um, about Comrade uh, Beveridge's preseason preseason oh, yeah, address yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. invoking the spirit of Che Guevara and a few other communist revolutionaries? Yeah, maybe he'll even, share it around too much. Maybe. Uh, yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. He's, uh, he's also rocking the Mo too. He's got like yeah. this, this freedom fighter revolutionary Mo yeah. going on, which I'm vibing to be honest. Revo would be great to play under. I love I it. I would. He's I a, really love it. He's great. Unless he didn't like you, then, it, then it'd be the worst. Well, then it would suck, yeah. But no, anyway. he'd love right. me. Bonapelli, <laughs> yeah, too right. Bonapelli for me. Uh, and the rising star. The rising final star. one. It's, I always, star. I thought Jason Horn Francis, it's an obvious choice as well. Yeah. The number one pick, like, well, that, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, but, you know, Dacos looked probably the better of the two in the preseason. So, uh, you know, maybe I should be shifting to that because he's going to play midfield minutes or halfback minutes from the get-go at Collingwood. So he'll get a lot of exposure. But I think I'll stick with Horn Francis just for now. But uh, one of those two are real favourites and they should be. After having watched the uh, the what are the, the the show me the money the player agent documentary, I watched that. It cool. came, out, came out yesterday. I, I saw that it. advertised yesterday. Yeah, yeah, man. I um I think the sting of uh, not going number one for Dacos oh, like will be this. enough that he's gonna put together a slightly better season than uh, Horn Francis and just to prove he'll that he should have gone number one, and I reckon he'll win the Rising Star because of it. I love that. That's, that's my. That's my. It's also because. It's it helps if you're a team that gets a lot of exposure, and Collingwood is a team that gets a lot of exposure. So. Oh, don't we know about it? That's how we know board members' names and whatnot. <laughs> well, right. Tell me a board member's name at North. Yeah, Ben. ben there is ben, ben, What's his name? Ben. Yeah, he's president. Maybe ben, ben, didn't something? he? I think he stepped down. Um, yeah, probably. Shit. Anyway, off the board. <laughs> Anyway, that's it for our first episode of AF Eloquence for 2022. Thanks for coming along a journey with us through the 18 clubs of the AFL, 17 clubs of the AFL and Fremantle. Sorry, Fremantle. <laughs> uh, we forgot you. But uh, we got Never the again. Never again. Yeah, we did. It was a pure joy, Amelia. So good to see you via these, our laptops. Um, good to see you in a few days' time. Um, as Amelia said earlier on, we'll, we'll give you a little hot tip pod uh, early next week sometime and a little history uh, number to pop things up as well. Um, but in the meantime, thanks for sticking it out with us and it's good to be back. Great to be back. Have a lovely weekend and uh, we'll see you next week. Though I really must admit that I get pretty pissed when you're queued up for ages, but they've run out of chips.